Hey guys, thanks for watching. Uh, Don Maeda here. We are at the lovely uh, Blackmore Ranch. Our good friend Jeff Blackmore is kind enough to let us come and enjoy a beer after our 2021 450 shootout. So uh, you're watching the 805 Beer Happy Hour. So we're just gonna basically talk about the bikes and BS a little bit and argue with each other about what was good and what was bad. Um, so guys, uh, long, hot, hard day at Cahuilla Creek. Everybody thinks shootouts are so glamorous and sweet because you get to ride all new bikes, but it's, it's a lot more work than that. You gotta ride the bikes. You have to think about what the bikes are doing. You have to come back and explain what the bike's doing if you want some improvements. Um, so I think it's, it's more than you really think. Was that, was that your opinion? I've done workshops. Huh? Yeah, but, but buttery. Last year was your first year with this, right? So like, did you Dude, just I'm think tired. it was? Me? I'm so tired right now. Because <laughs> normally I just be riding for Instagram, just like get my clips, you know, do my five couple laps. But I was trying to ride hard and press you guys out there, and I'm, dude, I'm gassed right now. It's more now. than a one minute banger. Yeah, I know. It's a little yeah. bit more than that, huh? A little yeah. more than 60 seconds, but yeah. yeah, they're fun though. They are fun. Cool. So uh, basically, this year, aside from the Honda CR450R, refinement was the name of the game. Uh, the, Kawasaki, the Kawasaki, KTM, and Husqvarna um, had some minor refinements. The Yamaha, which was our 2020 bike of the year, comes back unchanged. The uh, R&D team does have some new maps that can be programmed into it. However, that is not something that comes stock in the bike. So Yamaha is unchanged. The other three are refined. The Honda is brand new. Um, we didn't include the Suzuki in the shootout this year because Basically, they just announced the thing last week and I've called my friends at Suzuki and no news on when they're going to be available. So the Suzuki last year, I think, got six sixth place votes. Um, I didn't see a reason to hold on for it, you know, wait for it and delay the shootout. It was a shame it wasn't there just for the industry standards, but at the same time, I'm glad we didn't, didn't, have, to ride six. We didn't have to ride six bikes and... and, and and entertain it because we all take take it serious when we ride it yeah. but I, we didn't have to i mean we want them there of course we want them to develop bikes for the industry yeah. and, and, and for consumers but at the same time it, it it's it's nice to not to have so some bold new graphics to, to talk about year after year it's no slam on suzuki i mean suzuki no, it's a great bike so they're all great bikes it just happens to be the least unchanged of all the bikes for quite a few years now so yeah i mean when the bike comes out we're gonna test it, we're sure. gonna do some uh, pop-up stories on it and, and give Suzuki the exposure that, deserve, that they deserve. So, um, yeah, so let's talk about bikes. We'll start alphabetically then, right? So the Honda CR450R, all new, most highly anticipated bike of the shootout. Um, Pat and I rode it at the intro last week and I came into the thing, my mouth was watering, literally watering to ride the thing. I had friends texting me, can I ride it when you get it? And what do you think and everything? But like, I came away impressed. I think it's a better bike than it was last year, but I was not blown away by any means. I'm with you. I was so excited to get on it. And, and it's hard to say that it was kind of a letdown in some ways when it's better than last year. But, and, and you know what? In a lot of ways, when you're fresh and in the right circumstances, it's the most fun bike on the track. Mm -hmm. Like the power hits so hard and it corners so well and it's light and agile. I mean, all those things are amazing. It's just, mm -hmm. you know, we, we've got balance issues with it. We talked about it a lot last week and 
it's got a front end bias and when you try to correct it um, you know we just haven't found the sweet spot with it mm -hmm. and uh, but even today I had a ball on that bike when it was when I was didn't fresh you do some jump good. on it that you it hadn't done before yeah it, it kind of encouraged me to try something that I hadn't tried I ended up doing it on other bikes later but mm -hmm. it was like my third bike of the day and as I got on that bike I went hey man I think I could hop from this little roller onto the top of that tabletop and uh, was it, it, first was it after the bog or before the bog it was it was after the bog. The, the, mapping, the mappings are endless. Like I, yep. I, I couldn't get past the mapping. Like my first instinct when I roll on the track is that is the mapping is really off. It felt like a carburetor on it. It yeah. felt and like it's really my, rich, right? Yeah, really so rich, I, right I, off the I, bottom. I, when it, the power to me just I couldn't get past my riding experience past the power. Like the, like the past the EFI, my riding experience was tainted a little bit when I rolled onto the track. The Honda Fit and Finish getting on it and the the, the finish of the plastic and the tank being centrally located and the way it looks, it's, it's insane. I mean, it looks, yeah, it looks <laughs> sweet. It doesn't ride that sweet, though. It, I was not pumped. Uh, like, I was, I had my standards so of the much. fit and finish were, were expecting me to feel that on the track. And yep. the balance for me wasn't that far off. It was just so harsh. I mean, maybe the team, like, they were working off the team of here. Of everyone was kind of improving it throughout the day, I think. And the balance got, I was the last guy on it. And the, the balance was okay, but it was so damn harsh when I was on it. And that bog, I was just... I can see the potential in it, mm -hmm. and, and, and I think we should do the same hop-ups that we do to the Suzuki onto the Honda, and we could have a, a great bike, but it now just... when you uh, say harsh, are you talking chassis? Because the suspension's chassis. soft. The suspension's uh, was soft. really, for me, it was really harsh. Mm -hmm. Like, chassis harsh and rigid, like... And what'd you do with the suspension? Because the suspension's spongy. I went, actually, went, spongy. I went faster in the rebound on the shock to get to, to, get to move, so it had more comfort. Yep. But when I'd sit on the side of the seat, I'd all I feel is a seat pan. Yeah, I was going like to say, did anybody see, else? I, I blew through, through the seat, thing. and I, I told the, the, the guys at Honda about it, too, and they're like, oh, yeah, the first person to say that one. Oh, I didn't tell them, but I, I, I went through the seat oh, I told a few them. times. <laughs> so she said yeah. that, so you could feel that seat. Just I like think that bike just needs, thing. it definitely needs some time on it, and it needs some tweaking, but the stock settings are way too soft. There's way too much pitching, but then when you go stiffen it up and get it firmer, you kind of lose some comfort, and it's just not as plush as some of the other bikes, so you... You know, and it is, it's still, it's much better than last year, right? I, I think it feels less busy and, and, and more stable, but still not right where it needs to be. It's not on the same level it's not as the on rest the of the same, bikes. same level. So every other bike is more stable. Yeah. More confidence inspiring. For yeah. sure. Hey, Buttery, so you, you're the guy here that rides a Honda full time. I know, I'm a Honda guy. How <laughs> different is the 20 from the 21? Way different. The characteristics and everything about it are just completely different. I mean, they, they definitely adjusted some things and kind of went in the right direction, but it just, it wasn't enough for me. I'm not sold on it by any means. And I'm comfortable on mine, so, I mean, I enjoyed riding both of them, but it just, it really wasn't enough for me. It kind of felt slower than some of the other bikes, too. Like better than the 2020 for you? Yeah, it was better, but I mean, it's just, it wasn't enough for me. And just having the stock suspension, too, that stuff is really soft and just the settings that we were trying to get dialed in. Did anyone else have a problem with vibration with that bike? Yeah, like, yeah. like, like in the chassis, the chassis yeah. itself, the chassis was interesting. The chassis felt rigid in feeling, but not in turning and character. Like I knew where the tires were at. Like I knew it didn't wind up and build energy in weird ways, but like the overall, I felt like I had like solid mounts in the clamps. It felt like I, it was just like the pegs were hard well into the frame. That was what was interesting to me. The Honda is not known for that type of feel. Mm -hmm. um, I just I just felt like maybe like I worked off our team settings and 
they started there and it was quite firm, but I actually went softer in the fork to get some, some, some turning capability and turn better, but then it just got empty. Yeah. Like the fork got empty, so like yeah. I could tell I worked sure. off of our team stuff. You guys got to the best possible place it could be. They, they, they recommended I start there, and I tried to kind of bridge the gap in it to no avail. You know, you mentioned the ECU settings. I think today's track was the best, the best opportunity for the Honda to shine in the ECU because the track's soft, right? You're right. blasting through soft berms, so you're blowing right through the low end. Where if you're at a track where you're having to kind of finesse through some tight ruts and you're just barely rolling it on, that's where it's really blubbery. Yeah, like Glen Helen on the hard pack where you're trying to be smooth with throttle application is kind of dirty. You're kind of, yeah. you're, you're losing the connectivity to the rear wheel there. I, it, the, I think the bottom line is, I think we can all agree, it, it feels like it got rushed through production, right? Like yeah, they're, they sure. were, they're working through some settings and whatever happened internally, they like, all right, we're good. Let's well, blame it on COVID. <laughs> yeah. Let's send this thing out. Yeah. All right. So next is the uh, Husqvarna FE, FC 450. Ah. That thing, uh, different map two settings, and uh, firmer and lower suspension settings, right? So last year they went with the uh, the comfortable vet setting, and, and dude, I could not ride that bike last year. It was too pitchy front to rear, mm -hmm. a lot of weight transfer. I got on the bike this year, and it felt like it was 10 pounds lighter because mm -hmm. it didn't have the weight transfer and it stayed up. Um, I'm usually a map one guy with Huskies and KTMs because map two is usually kind of gnarly. Uh, I think that the mapping they did was awesome because they gave the bike a freer, freer quicker revving feel, right? Mm -hmm. So I preferred map two for the first time ever today. And uh, I, was, I was really comfortable on the Husky. It was the first bike I rode and I was like smiling, you know, like it, it handled well and the suspension was well balanced. And yeah, I was super impressed with that bike. Yeah, I would say that's the best Husqvarna that I've ever rode. Like, I'm, I'm, you know, I was part of the team that helped brought the new, the new order of Husky, and it just never sat well with me, and and just it just kind of was kind of the stepchild. Um, this year, it was it was the lower settings. Um, I was out there, welcome to me. I had good balance. I felt like I could almost felt like I'm not a tall guy, but I felt like I could drive with like. The, the lower bar, the pro taper bar, was the right bar bin for it. They matched up the, the, the pieces and parts of that bike, and mm -hmm. I could ride, I could charge it really, really hard. And I never found the limit of the chat of the motorcycle. I felt like, well, someone on someone that's faster can ride this bike faster than me. It wasn't like I was tippy toeing around things. Um, mm -hmm. What was really impressive was is the first time on we haven't talked about was the Maxxis tires on, on on that bike. I've never had Maxxis on Husqvarna, and. I thought they worked really well on that bike. That Dunlop tends to push on that Husky, and I had mm -hmm, such, sure. good, much, such good front and bite on the Husky Varner today, like turning it. Yeah, the tires hooked up good. I, I actually feel the opposite of you do, as you do. I didn't like the, the lower suspension. I got on the KTM that has the full length shock, yep. and it felt more open to me. It felt a little, the bike felt a little taller. I liked that better. Also, the cockpit felt more open on the KTM. That you mentioned that I the agree. Husky I felt do, lower. I, I do agree. Yeah. I love the Pro Taper bar. Pro Taper bar is great. Mm -hmm. Less vibration. It's. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a huge improvement. Yeah. But other than that, the cockpit of the Husky felt tight to me. A little cramped. It felt, it felt cramped more yeah. than usual. And so, uh, I know a lot of people appreciate the the changes that they made to the shock, and I get it. It just wasn't. It just wasn't for me. 
I actually like the changes they made to the Husky. Um, you know, I normally ride a KTM, and for me to hop on that Husky, and I felt more comfortable, and I, I just appreciated the bike was super balanced, and it had really good hold up, and so I felt like I could hit things harder and smoother, and I just felt comfortable on it right away. And well, they, of course, made a, they made a good move in the suspension. Yeah. They, like Don said, they, they had a, a very soft setting last year. Mm -hmm. KTM and, and Husky strayed from each other. KTM kept going stiffer. Husky went softer. Yeah. I think that was a mistake. I know what they were trying to do, but I, I, don't think it, I don't think it worked. So now they've gone stiffer, and they actually caught up to KTM. Mm -hmm. I, I agree with you. The, yeah. the setting's better. Setting's better. And I, and I interrupted you. What were you going to No, no, no. That, that was about it. I, just, I was just going to say I felt super comfortable on the Husky today. Not that I haven't in past years, but I just think this is by far the best Husky that I've ridden. I got off that bike and I was like, yeah, they nailed it. Did yeah. any of you so. guys feel like the Husky vibrated less or had a nicer feel yep. like at high RPM? Absolutely. Yeah. For Coming sure. up the, the Rock Hill, when mm -hmm. I, you, know, you could grab fourth or you could yeah, rather in third. Yeah, you're up there. Yeah. Dude, that thing was nice. It was plush. Yeah. It was plush, yeah. huh? Yeah. And just the cockpit being small. I feel like it's like on an oversized 110 and I could just like be low to the ground <laughs> and just like carry my speed through the corners. No, I, I, we were talking about it. I was like, I can scrub the Husqvarna yeah. better than the KTM because like my L, the position of the bike and the way I mean, you're not just all it, up in there. Yeah, it was, sweet. it was sweet. But no, I, the, back to your vibration, I think the mm -hmm. harmonic, I call it like a harmonic tone mm -hmm. of the Husky with the airbox and the plastic, something about it gave me a, a it was quiet, quieter. Like it was not as tingy as the KTM. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Super quiet. Okay, so on the Husky, Kawasaki's next. So KX450F has a, uh, a new clutch system. Last year, uh, they had, the last two years, they had this judder spring in the clutch. Hated it. First thing I did was yank it out and replace it with another standard plate. Um, this year, it has a KTM style clutch, which is, uh, what is it called, Sleater? It's like a, a conical spring or yeah, something? Yeah, it's very similar to like the KTM design um, that Henson helped develop. Yeah. Um, it, essentially, if you have a KTM, the Kawasaki system is very similar. It has like a spring pressure plate. Yeah. Very simple to work on. Um, Unfortunately, I think Henson will be making systems for the Cali because yeah. it's so good standard now. Yeah, I think uh, I think if it was a cable clutch, that'd be a burly clutch pull. But because it's hydraulic, it's still nice and soft. Um, I actually didn't like the hydraulic clutch when it first came out on the Cali because, you know, reading Gary Bailey's books, I always ride with my finger on the clutch. It was such a soft clutch pull that just my finger on the clutch, I was always kind of slipping a little bit. You know? Oh yeah, sure. Because I motored through. Uh, clutch in like two weeks I think when that bike first came out um, but it's funny because people don't think about a clutch as a power improvement right but I think this new clutch puts the power to the ground better without the slipping that a traditional clutch would have under acceleration even without hitting the lever right so to me the Kawasaki has improved this year um, the, bars, the bars were a huge improvement for me yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Like, it, 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 bar is good. From performance to just look. I know. Back yeah. to your one ten. Satomac style. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Back to your 110 thing. Did like a cheap 110 up top. It yeah, right. Like a real bike. It was. And yeah, that bike was awesome this year. And they definitely improved it. And that bike, yeah, I felt like I could just kind of put it anywhere I wanted to, like all around, just stable, real nice bike that is user friendly. Like anyone could kind of jump on that thing and be happy with. You know, they had a cavity. What did you say, Don? It's like the, um, the, the, it's like so straight and so safe. It's so long feeling, right? Yep. And so stable. It still corners well, 
But I always like it because it's hard to crash a cruise ship. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, 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 it inspires confidence for me. I trust the bike. Yeah, yeah so sure. when you talk about trust, like the carry for me, the ergonomics, the position I'm in, the way I fit on it, the bars now, the improved clutch, like, I'm talking just grinning from ear to ear. It was the uh, second bike I rode um, mm -hmm. to this, to this today, and I, I got on, I was so excited, but I, I kept having a front and tuck issue. Come in, mm -hmm. front and tucking, yeah. front and tucking. And everywhere else, it was unbelievably good. Like, so the, good. the power, the, the delivery, the gearing, the clutch, I mean, it was lights out. But for me, the way I personally ride at my speed, I have to have a lot of confidence in the balance of the bike. And mm -hmm. when I say balance, I'm talking I got speed at braking, cornering, at, at hard braking, the Cowie had a big pitch issue for me and dive and, then, and with the sand I could hit, it overturned and I, was, I wasn't confident in it. So I'd have to back it down on my entry going in turns. Well, I'm 170 pounds at the speed I'm at. And for me, they kind of were telling me, well, you know, a 5.2, 5.4 spring would fix that. It doesn't come with that. Yeah, right. and we're, we're yeah. evaluating, we're evaluating yeah. today, today in stock trim. Mm. So today in stock trim, that fork is, is its biggest, weakest link for me. Everything else, the improvements they made, they've gone the right direction. If you're a Cowie owner, you know what you need to do to improve the fork. It's very mm. similar to last year. But on today's test, that was a big issue for me. Um, even bigger than last year, I'm riding more than I was last year. I'm more confident than I was last year, and and um, I think that was a, an Achilles heel for me, getting feeling like it was very comfortable for me. But mm -hmm. the platform is set for that bike to be really, really, really outstanding. The chassis is amazing. That bike is the chassis is so good, and it is well balanced. And it's even though it's not that light on the scale, it's light on the track, and it corners really well. And the motor's great. I, yeah. lo I love the motor character. It hits pretty hard. It pulls a long ways, a ton of rev. I had the same issue. It's just, I come in and I talk to Sean. I go, hey, man, a stiffer fork spring would be amazing. And he's like, I'll put one on. I've got forks right here. I'm like, man, I would love to. I can't do it. I can't do it. Yeah, but that's the only thing. Yeah. That's the only thing. Yeah. I, I think for, for me and probably for Don too, we're not as fast as you guys. That's so exactly right. We don't have that, that issue. I didn't, I didn't feel like it was tucking or knifing or anything. I absolutely love the Cowie. I love the new clutch. Um, that bike, the chassis is so good and just the way my legs fit on the frame and, and, and connected to the bike with the foot pegs and everything, I feel so connected and safe on that bike. Ergonomics are great. Ergonomics right? are great. Hey the power is, is really manageable and really good. Um, so for me, yeah, and those Maxxis tires, love that Cowie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, Butter, you uh, you're OG Cowie guy from the get-go. No, yeah, yeah, I yeah. was. Yeah, let's but this thing, it. this thing, like you guys said as well, like if you're coming in hot into a corner, that thing just wants to tuck on you. That that was the biggest thing, and I was like, maybe it's the way I'm riding. Now I'm glad I'm hearing you guys say that same thing, because I was. That's exactly what I was feeling. Everywhere else, though, when you're like. If you're just going in a straight line, like that thing's going from A to B. How good is that it's shot? It's the best. How yeah. good is that shot? It's the best. Yeah. It's so good. It's so good. And that thing's light and maneuverable. You can put it right where you want it. And it's just, it's a fun bike. It turns well, but For you, when you're, you're coming out. How tall are you, 6'3"? Yeah, I'm 6'3". Maybe 6'4 so, with boots. Maybe so. So 
the, does the taller bike, when we talk like the Husky, the Cowie, that's a big change. Oh, huge. Massive. So what's more comfortable for you, the Cowie or the Husqvarna? Like the Cowie. The Cowie. Yeah. That way you're opened up. Yep. I mean, I still like the Husky and the characteristics yeah, I'm way. tucked in there because I ride a lot of 110, so I'm just used to that. <laughs> but it's nice having like a taller seat and just like being opened up and being able to be all around the bike. Yep. And you just, dude, that bike is, it was a fun bike to ride. Yeah, and then also, that was the bike in standard settings today, right? So the foot pegs yeah. go down mm -hmm. and back, five mil, I think, 10 mil maybe. And then we still had more up front with a handlebar mount. So yeah, even more room to, to fit, open it up. You know, super tall guy, yes. Yeah. 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 All right, so, Blossard riding cows? Yeah, <laughs> yeah he, <laughs> dude, he ex excel on those things. Okay, so KTM 450 SXF is next. Um, like the Husky, it has new suspension settings and a different map too. Uh, different map to ignition map. Duh, that sounded mm -hmm. dumb. But anyway, uh, I got in the KTM. It's the most I've ever liked the KTM too. Um, a few years ago when they changed the ignition mapping and it was that real free revving one and I loved it. I, I think I picked the KTM first that year. Um, no, I didn't pick it first, but it won. But uh, yeah, again, today I, I was stoked on the KTM 450 and map two. It wasn't scary. It revved quicker. They had that it had less of a frictiony feel inside the motor, and uh, that that slow revving, high friction feel makes the bike feel heavy. To me, it's the lightest bike, but sometimes it feels so heavy because of the engine character, right? Um, didn't have any problems with the suspension today. Again, it wasn't super rough, but I still don't like checking pressure on my forks. Uh, <laughs> But I don't know, I was, I was really happy on that bike today. Yeah, I mean, um, the KTM for me, I rode the Husqvarna first, then the, then the KTM. So I was kind of like second guessing why, I can't believe I'm liking the smaller, shorter travel. I would have fought that so hard if I was on the production team there. <laughs> um, but getting on the KTM, the bars were a little wide for me, like the neck, I think they're neck and bar. Dude, and they're so stiff. They're very the stiff, yeah. yeah gotcha. That was an, I think it was noted right away for me. I'm like, man, these things are wide and then more pingy, like that KTM was more pingy. And then that vibration we talked about, the Husqvarna mm -hmm. lack of, KTM seemed to have more of a harmonic vibration. Like I, sure. I use that like up the hill by between the rocks where you jump yep. off. You, you could, can, really, the, feel you could really feel it revving, you mm -hmm. know? I do think they're, a li they're geared a little low too. Like the KTM seems a little low geared, like mm -hmm. you have to shift it a little quicker from second to third. You can run third because it has a torque, I like to come out of the turn in a second, and it, it's it's kind of hard to shift. Now, are you saying quicker KTM to Husky? No, just both. In just general. just in general. Yeah, yeah. Because because I felt that the Husky, I'd I'd have to shift it quicker than the KTM. The KTM the KTM field felt like it pulled a lot longer for me, and you know, something I noticed right at the end of the day, the Husky had the solid airbox cover, and the and the KTM had. Ah holes you know oh, the big hmm. the big holes remember yeah. last year they I had the, the one with the, like the fish gills yeah yeah we didn't no. even have the fish they gills still today. come with that that's just and uh, it's funny i didn't notice that but they, that's yeah. that's that's a, we that was a big deal that, you know, yeah. because I, I noticed that the the husky had more low end which would be synonymous with having a little less uh airbox volume right off the bottom but it rev out quicker where the ktm seemed to pull quite a bit further for me and uh it, it did vibrate more uh it did you know, it, you could tell that there was more going on there. It wasn't as smooth as the, the Husky, 
but it just felt like it had a lot of authority to me. This was my favorite KTM ever. I've, I've been down on the KTM. I think that they've tried to make their mapping too smooth over the years. They've tried to make their suspension too soft, too plush. They've been stiffening it up. I love map two. I like that they left map one because mm -hmm. there's a lot of people that want a smooth, a smooth revving uh, engine. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, it's not as um, daunting, let's say. But map two is great. I, it was, this, this thing revved out so well. It was much more peppy on the bottom. And uh, I really enjoyed the KTM today. In fact, I think I rode it more than anything. Mm -hmm. um, definitely the best KTM I've ever ridden. Are, are any of you guys stoked like I am that they changed the seat cover material on those two bikes? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Dude, the sandpaper butt covers. They would just I've had them for ass. 15 years. You should see the scars on them. <laughs> 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 yeah, those things are awful. All right, so. Uh, Yamaha's next. It would normally be the Suzuki, but uh, Yamaha YZ450F, uh, our bike of the year last year. Um, solid performer all around, I think. You know, it's, uh, I think, I hate to even say it, but the bold new graphics really are badass, right? Like, I'm a big sure, proponent yeah. of. The bike looks great. I'm a big proponent of Kawasaki should be green, Honda should be red, Suzuki should be, and I love how the Yamaha's all blue this year, right? Yeah, it's yeah. clean. Um, you have to add the number plate backing with the white on it, right? But it's funny because when you first see it with nothing on it, you're like, oh, dude, that looks like a bad project bike. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, like a full test bike. Like, yeah, yeah, but yeah. it looks <laughs> sick when you have the backgrounds on it, anything, all that. But uh, yeah, solid performer. I, I don't know what more you could say about it, except that that motor is so perfect. Like, the best. And, and, and I always worry about getting hate mail from Mitch Payton and, and Donnie Emler when I say, you don't need a pipe on that bike because no, you, you can change the the power band with the phone app, right? And yeah, uh, yeah it, it's an awesome bike. It's been my favorite bike for the last few years and I intentionally rode it last today, hoping that, hey, you know what? Everybody's raising their game. Everybody's doing something, there's minor refinements. And, and as I rode each bike, I'm like, wow, this bike's really good. Wow, I'm really enjoying this KTM. Husky's the best it's ever been. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the, the Honda had its issues. But um, I, I got onto the Yamaha and just went, man, you can't beat this thing. The suspension is so good and the bike is so planted. And part of it is bad setup for the, the Honda's too soft, the Kawasaki's fork is too soft. It's just not for me. I'm coming into turns and I'm losing the front ends or it's knifing or the bikes are wiggling a little bit. And I get on the Yamaha and I'm coming into the same turn. It's like, I can almost let go. This thing just wants to go straight. You know, there's bikes that turn better. There's bikes that are, have more power down low, bikes that have more power up top, but across the board, Yamaha's really good. Mm -hmm. it's, it's really good. It's confidence yeah. inspiring. Yeah, I, I spent the, this year riding a Yamaha on my personal bike and working with Enzo and dialing my bike in for me, I was really like, okay, I, I hope that I haven't tainted my view of what I thought of the Yamaha this year and that I rode the KTM first and then the Kawasaki and I saved it to second to last. And my biggest takeaway was my personal bike's built, I set up for me and how I ride what I want. And when I hopped on the Yamaha, my first thing I told their team was, you guys have done a great job of, I look back as building a great consumer friendly race bike because the motor's great for me the suspension's really good for me. The motor's great for me, but you can tune it down if you want. You can tune it up. It's very versatile. I think more one of the most versatile bikes in in the in the setup, like where it's lively and quick power and tons of torque. Um, I personally have been messing around with gearing. 
like to see like the gearing change a little bit because I can go like 60 miles an hour in second gear on the Yamaha. <laughs> um, and, and there's a little bit of hold up issues I think we could they could work on, but overall, I'm, I'm, it's it's such a pleasure to ride. Like it's mm -hmm. the motor's quick, it's got comfort, the chassis got comfort. I'm, it, it's just really a pleasure to ride whenever I put my leg over it. Yeah, for sure. That thing's just planted. It's like a tank. And it's like, it's very predictable. It never really got sketchy, whether it was like bumps or coming in the corners. Like it did exactly what I wanted it to do the whole time. And I was like, never had full confidence in a bike. I'm like, maybe that's just how dirt bikes are. And I got on the Yamaha, not the case. This thing went full autopilot. And I was just having a blast up. What maps did you, did you try? Like both yeah, maps? I tried both maps. Which and like the one of the other ones that they had developed, yep. it just rolled on a little smoother. Yep. And like that was more controllable yeah, yeah. see. How fast? I mean, did you feel so the gearing? Fast. The gearing so was long fast. too, like yeah. really long. It was really long. But when I say a gearing, the torque picks up that tall gearing. It doesn't need more bottom. That's not why no. I say that. It's just I want to like use third quicker because when I get shit to third, I'm going 75 miles an hour. Yeah, you right. know? Sure. Like, it's sure. not a power and a gear issue. It's, what it does do though is it allows you to be real smooth. Super I think if it's smooth. geared too low, you're gonna have a big abrupt, peppy. big peppy power band. So. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's already one of the best bikes at pulling third gear yes. through a corner. Uh, if you could get it in third gear in all the corners, that'd be amazing. Um, but it's, yeah, it's already good at, at a lot of torque down low. Pulling third is, is pretty cool. Yeah, it's one of those bikes you just, you don't really need to use the clutch out of corners and stuff. You can be super smooth with that, with that throttle, but it has so much usable power. That you, and to, to top off the usable power, you have the best suspension package out of all the 450s. You're putting it's good power super to the ground. well balanced. Yeah, it puts good power to the ground. Yeah. Um, and so you just know it's super predictable with, with you know the fork and shock combo that they have on that bike. So you know, props to Yamaha for you know what a difference for me that they've made in the last two years on bikes because I wasn't always a huge fan. I always had. <laughs> Remember the year. <laughs> I was like, hey, you raced the Yamaha this year. <laughs> you were so bad on it. I, I never complained, though. I was just quiet about it. And then he's like, we have to change bikes. Oh, <laughs> yeah. well, was, I didn't get to race with you anymore. I know. I was in the back of the pack. But that's, that's yesteryear. These bikes are no longer that way. Um, for me, the Yamaha is an amazing bike. And I don't know if any of you guys got a chance or, or tried the taller seat today. I did. Did oh, you? Yeah. I did. What would you think? Um, I'm not very tall and I have short legs, okay. so I was a little I was a little skeptical. But one thing I do complain about is the lower seat foam being hard and like I hit the seat pan. Uh -huh. And after riding my YZ two fifty two stroke at Glen Helen at Trans Am, I noticed because I was like two motos apart, so I rode my two stroke first, and then I rode my four stroke after. Sorry to make it long winded, but I, I would go into showy before the hill and I'd fall off the back of my YZ four fifty compared to my YZ two fifty because the seat on the two fifty comes up. Oh. Yeah. Oh, and then so you know it's, it's, it's more of like a bend yeah. to it and then my 450 when i came in the same turn and my 450 two months later i'd fall off the back because it's very flat yeah. well that 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 taller seat foam gives you better a pocket it doesn't just slide off the back so it seems to be better transition from like standing to sitting like yep. you don't have to stand sit and then move up you stand sit and you're in the right spot but mm -hmm. it, it's not an option in production form. no no i know <laughs> but it was just it was there and so I, cool. I tried it but it did for me, it changed the bike enough to where I really liked it, so I just thought I'd mention it. No, no, it, I, I think it's really cool that you can yeah. dial it in, and, and and there's an option for it's not. I shouldn't. It's like I almost shouldn't be called a taller seat foam. It's like a, it's a almost a 
fuller seat. Fuller seat, right? Because yeah. like, I'm not, I don't feel like the seat's gonna hit me in the ass because the taller part's in the mid mid part. Right. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Okay. In the past, Yamahas have been criticized for being so wide, right? Because the airbox up front, the reverse engine, and all that. Are we all just used to it now, or has it gotten narrower and is it less of a factor? You know what? Because I mean, I, I'm 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 only five nine, right? So to me, it's like a big girl. But taller guys have long legs. It doesn't matter as much, right? You know what's funny is, I, like I said, I saved it for last. I've been riding that bike for a few years, yeah. and, it, and it never bothered me. I saved that bike for last today, and there was a couple turns where I go, hey, this is, this is pressing my, my leg out further mm-hmm. than, than I'd like to when I had my leg out for the corner. Mm-hmm. So I did notice it. I did notice it in a, in a few turns. It's, I don't think it's offensive. I don't think it's a, it's a deal. But... You know, the Kawasaki feels narrow, the Honda feels narrow, and I just come off of those bikes. And I go, hey, you know what? I do feel these shrouds. Is it a big deal? No. Is it wider? Yeah, it's a little mm-hmm. wider. But um, it's I not something that bothered me, but I certainly noticed it today. I think mm-hmm. if everyone else had some of the same attributes that, that the Yamaha did with the ergonomics they have, I think they'd be in trouble. Mm-hmm. I, 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 the Kawasaki has the best ergonomics, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. Um, Honda's are really good this year. KTM fall suit and but then I think the Yamaha from the from the subframe bolt forward is is a bit archaic compared to everyone else but mm-hmm. everything else is so much better everything else in the package is so much better for me I can put that a little bit behind me mm-hmm. but I think sure. if everyone kind of caught up to that you know you, you the, everything else gives it a little bit of a you turn your turn the blind eye yeah, yeah, yeah. but if everything caught up to it if everything everyone else started getting a little bit better if the if the cow had a better fork those, those ergonomics to start playing a factor, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Certainly hey. have to start picking those things apart. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. It puzzles me, right? Because I'm looking at them all the bikes today. I mean, the Yamaha muffler is like short. Mm-hmm. It's tucked in up front, you know. Why is the Cowie muffler like five feet long? It's huge. It's huge. I mean, I don't know. Because all the other bikes have realistically sized mufflers, right? Yeah. It's the only one that looks that long, too, out of all the bikes. And it yeah. kind of hangs underneath the it's number just, plate, so it's even more exposed. Yeah. 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 It's, but it's you know big. what's funny about it, though, is I think that muffler, it gives the bike a very, very nice power band because, uh, you know, I put a pipe on the other bike that we have, and it's not as easy to ride. Oh, really? It, was, it, was, it hits detrimental. Hard. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. But uh, So uh, there's only five of us here. Rene Garcia is not here because he's... He's a little baby. He's only 20. We couldn't have him here. Even if we had him with a water bottle, I think it was the wrong image to have, you know, <laughs> a, a minor uh, here in the uh, 805 happy hour with us. But uh, so I know from looking at his shootout forms that Rene chose the Kawasaki first. Um, I think he chose it first last year as well. Um, so let's just talk about our favorite bike. So I, it was very close from between the Yamaha and the Cowie, but I, I chose the Cowie. I think that's a lot of familiarity for me because I've ridden a Kawasaki after the shootouts, uh, racing and riding. Um, it was real close, but I mean, another dumb reason is Cowies remind me of my big brother Ross because that's what he was riding the year he got hurt. And he, he rode him for several years, but uh, you know, everyone has a little quirky reasons for liking something. If that's a reason you buy the bike, that's the reason you buy the bike, right? Yeah. And so. I mean, everybody's got their everybody's got their thing. That's what I mean. That's cool for me, though. Again, not as fast as you guys. The fork was not really an issue. I mean, today I got on the bike. I said, "Hey, Cha, stiffen the 
front compression four. Mm-hmm. No, no, three. And so he did three and I went out and I never thought about it again, you know, because that's how I have the other bike set up. Um, comfortable with the way it handles. I'm very, very trustful of it, like, because it's a cruise ship. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really enjoy the motor. So um, Renee chose the Cowie, I chose the Cowie. Why you? I chose the Cowie and it was super close between the Cowie and the Yamaha. Last year I chose the Yamaha. That's how close these two bikes are for mm-hmm. me. Um, and I think for me, it was just, I was a little more comfortable on the Cowie pushing it. Like when I went to go put in a hard lap, I just felt a little more confident on that mm-hmm. Cowie. I, I just love the chassis on that bike. Yeah. But to me, the Cowie and the Yamaha, I mean, all these bikes are great. So we're splitting mm-hmm. hairs to rate, rate them. But those two bikes are so close at the top. It's like, pick a color, you know? So I'm, I'm with you guys. I like the Cowie a lot also. Fork was a big deal for me. I, I couldn't rate it first. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I, I don't think I would have anyway. The Yamaha is just, it's just really good. Like I said, I, I rode it last. I tried to like other bikes. And I did like a lot of other bikes today. I mean, we are splitting hairs. Um, but yeah, for me, the Yamaha is the best bike. Um, you know, something that's important, I think, that I should add. I've spent the last three years on that bike and literally have just changed the oil and changed the air filters and ridden them stock. Yeah, the durability is amazing. Racing them stock. Tanks. I've never had a pipe on one. I've never even mm-hmm. tried a pipe on one. Um, don't need to. Just like you said. Good. No, just, just, just like you said, you don't need to. Ride them stock. And I've never had anything fail on it. I've never had to order a part. I've never had anything. Um, couple times before Mammoth, I put a clutch in just because I thought, hey, I should probably do something to this bike, mm-hmm. but I didn't need to. I just had one. So Yamaha wins again for me uh, pretty clearly. Kawasaki mm-hmm. is a great bike. It's number two. Mm-hmm. I chose the KTM again. I did that in the previous years. I just, I really enjoy that bike. I think that has a lot to do with the track too, just outside berms, how well that thing tracks when you're going. I mean, there was, it wasn't really rough today by any means, or you weren't really diving into ruts. And uh, just the cockpit, just from the pegs to the bars, everything. I just enjoy that bike. If I were to purchase a bike, though, I would probably choose a Yamaha just because I know I can put my bars on there and make it comfortable for me. But just as far as riding today, the KTM was awesome. Like, I enjoy riding that bike. Did you, you didn't like the stock bars on the Yamaha today? They were good. I'm just like, I'm so tall. It feels like I just need to be opened up just you a, feel a, a little bit You feel a bigger bar? Or, yeah, uh-huh. just a little sure. bit taller. When they put that taller seat on, I noticed that immensely. I thought that was, you know, that was great. That was night and day for me. So if I just changed maybe a little taller bar and some risers or something, that would that would do it for me. You just sure. need those Pastrana freestyle bars. Right? Yeah, some just tape <laughs> hangers on that bad boy. Renner, Renner Pastrana Bay. Yeah. No, I, I, um, I'm, the best bike for me today was the Yamaha. Uh, I've been on the bike for a year now and I'm working on my own bike and, and like I said, I was like questioning myself if I'd be harder on the Yamaha because I know how comfortable I am on my bike and it's not complete stock trim, it's got some fancy parts internal and I got on it and it was, it, it was set up, for, like I said, best for the consumer, like it, mm-hmm. it didn't need to do much. I raced the Yamaha for a year stock in 2019-2020, I started tinkering here and there with your brother and KYB and, mm-hmm. and um, I'm familiar with it. Um, the Cowie did come close, like I said, it, it came close, but then fell really short with the fork, fork for me because mm-hmm. of confidence. It's, it needs a piece, but it, that piece isn't on there in 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, the KTM Husqvarna, they're close at just the motors holding them back. They're feeling it's just it's just a it's just a level below the Yamaha overall. So mm-hmm. for me, the Yamaha has 
a great power plant, easy to ride for all levels. It's got great comfort, great holdup, and I feel like I can, uh, it, it's just the overall really, I love to ride it. And you know, I, I, I didn't feel, I don't feel like just going out and riding the other bikes too to me is, is, is good. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of interesting to me is that you, Pat, myself, we all chose the bikes that we raced last year. It's the, the ones that we're comfortable on, right? Buttery, Kyle, and Renee chose bikes that they don't ride, don't own, don't race. Um, does that make them more objective than us and make us more like slipping into an old shoe or what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But what do you think? What, what do you think it would do the results like next year, say, if we said, okay, you can't choose the bike you rode last year first? So I would choose Suzuki this year then. <laughs> so I would, I would, that's a great question because, like, you know, no, last year was my first year to be able to join the team in the shootouts because yeah, when I was you're a KTM. as a KTM guy, and trust me, I was very stoked to be hard on the KTM group for 2020. Like, first year, this is not all my setting. I can, like, rail these guys if they did it wrong, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Well, going, you know, you, you know, a couple years away from the company and going back to it, I look at it today and I'm like, the thing really is ready to race. Like I could go race those bikes today, mm -hmm. but there's attributes that Yamaha and Cowie have with that aluminum frame that KTM doesn't have. But there's also things that the KTM has that they don't have, but it's not a race today. It's a riding experience and how I feel. And, and the, the KTM and Husqvarna, the engine isn't what the Yamaha engines mean in my hand and the suspension is not as comfortable. And, and, and if I were not to pick the, Yamaha today, because I, I ride it, the KTM or the Husqvarna is going to win for me mm -hmm. because of what it can do today. Is If I put stiffer fork springs in the Cowie, would it beat the Husqvarna in my opinion? Yeah, but that's not mm -hmm. how it comes. Yeah, sure. So, so as it comes today, the Husqvarna be, it, you know, would win if I couldn't pick my own personal bike. Yeah. Hmm. Hey, and I just wanted to add something. Kyle was just joking around about the Suzuki. One of the, the best days of riding that I've had in the last six months, right when COVID started. Cal City. We went to California yeah. City. You had a Suzuki that you did up for Scrub Daddy. Yeah, Racetech built. Racetech did the suspension and Racetech did the motor and, and you let me test that bike. And that was one of the most fun days of riding I've had. Mm -hmm. That bike was great mm -hmm. and it didn't, it didn't take much. Racetech didn't do a ton to it, yeah. but they just, they just buffed out the suspension. They, they balanced the bike out a little bit better and uh, cleaned up the motor. I had a ball on that bike. Yeah. It was so much fun. And so when we're talking about, you know, how, how close these are, I mean, it's literally super close. If, if I got to take home my last place pick today, mm -hmm. I'd be stoked. Yeah. I'd be stoked. And guess what? What? No. no not, hey, listen, listen. I wouldn't be stoked. I'm sorry. That's why I buy my bikes. Yeah. 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 You know what? It can make it work. It can make yeah. it work. I'm, no, I wouldn't be stoked on the last place bike. That's why I'm purchasing mine. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey guys, uh, thanks for watching the uh, 805 Happy Hour. Um, so obviously you've seen the first place votes. There's a lot more tallying that needs to go on. I've got to go home and analyze the rider evaluation sheets. Pat hasn't turned his in yet. Maybe I'm going to give him some good stuff. But, uh, but yeah, so uh, stay tuned to SwapMotoLive.com for the uh, official 450 2021 shootout video. But uh, it was sure fun to sit here after a long hard day and enjoy beer and, and shoot the breeze about the bikes. So. Yeah, thanks to Jeff Blackmore, amazing facility. Yeah. Hopefully we can do a little like pump track riding, or? pump track yeah. or test or something. I, I want to hit that flat track out there. Yeah, his that flat looks track. like fun. Yeah.
something. Maybe uh, next year when Renee's 21, he could join us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Until then. Hey, Renee. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Thanks for watching, guys. Thank you.